Esther chapter 6, starting in verse 1. On that night, the king could not sleep, and he gave orders to bring the book of memorable deeds, the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written how Mordecai had told about Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, who guarded the threshold and who had sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. And the king said, What honor or distinction has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? The king's young men who attended him said, Nothing has been done for him. And the king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the king's palace to speak to the king about having Mordecai hanged on the gallows that he, that he had prepared for him. And the king's young men told him, Haman is, is there standing in the court. And the king said, let him come in. So Haman came in and the king said to him, what should be done to the man whom the king delights to honor? And Haman said to himself, whom would the king delight to honor more than me? And Haman said to the king, for the man whom the king delights to honor, let royal robes be brought, which the king has worn, and the horse that the king has ridden, and on whose head a royal crown is set. And let the robes and the horse be handed over to one of the king's most noble officials. Let them dress the man whom the king delights to honor, and let them lead him on the horse through the square of the city, proclaiming before him, Thus it shall be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Hurry! Take the robes and the horse, as you have said, and do so to Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the king's gate. Leave nothing that leave out nothing that you have mentioned. So Haman took the robes and the horse, and he dressed Mordecai, and he led him through the square of the city, proclaiming before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Then Mordecai returned to the king's gate. But Haman hurried to his house mourning and with his head covered. And Haman told his wife Zeresh and all his friends everything that had happened to him. Then his wise men and his wife Zeresh said to him, If Mordecai before whom you have begun to fall is of the Jewish people, you will not overcome him, but will surely fall before him. While they were yet talking with him, the king's eunuchs arrived and hurried to bring Haman to the feast that Esther had prepared. <coughs> I, you just would have a hard time making this up. I, I don't. I don't think you could. You know, even the best writer, even I don't. I don't know if if, if Shakespeare could could come up with with. Uh, 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 events like this. It begins uh, that with, with that phrase, on, on that night, that very evening. The, the Net Bible says, throughout the night, like through the whole night, what? The king could not sleep. Well, what night are they are they? talking about. It's, it's the night after the first banquet that, that Esther had, had thrown for the king and Haman. The reason she threw the banquet was that, that 
that Mordecai had learned of this plot of Haman to kill, destroy, and annihilate all of the Jews in the whole Persian Empire. 127 provinces from India all the way through uh, through through uh, Asia Minor, Turkey, down to Egypt, Ethiopia, Israel, Syria, this whole huge landmass. They're going to kill all of the Jews. 11 months from, from, from when the decree was, was made. And Mordecai mourns this as well as the other Jews in the city. They, they mourn this. They fast. And so many times prayer goes with fasting. I want to I think that they were praying also. Mordecai talks to, to Esther and, and, and tells her, who knows, but you've risen to this level for such a time as this. And, and Esther takes that, that, those words, that challenge, and she decides she's going to go into the king, to, to uh, Ahasuerus, and tell him what's going on. And, and she asked um, Mordecai, her maidens, all of the Jews there to fast three days to prepare her, uh, to prepare the way for her going into the king. On the third day, she, she goes in. The king accepts her. Remember that it was the, 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 the rules, the regulations were that if anyone came to the king without an invitation, that person could be killed just, just immediately. And the king holds out his scepter, Esther touches it, and the king says, what is your request? Anything you want, up to half of my kingdom, and, and I will give it to you. And, 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 and Esther says, well, I want, I will tell you my request, but only if you and Haman will come to a second banquet tomorrow. So that, that night, that day, in between these, these two feasts that Esther is, is preparing for the king, the king cannot sleep. It said sleep, sleep fled him is, is, the, is the, the, the literal meaning of the, of the phrase. He, he could not sleep. That all through the book of Esther, we, we see over and over these little coincidences Things that just ha happen to happen at the perfect time. Well, you know, they're not coincidences. It's, it's, it's providence. It's the hand of God on, on the people, on the events. Warren Wiersbe says that there are five indications of that providence in the first five verses. The first one is the insomnia that the king can't sleep. Well, what does he do? Think of all of the options that he, that he would have had for not being able to sleep. You know, he could, have, he could have called for music. He could have sent to the harem. He could have done numerous things. But he says, bring in the book or the books, the chronicles, the records of memorable deeds. Now, what's your first thought when, when you hear that? Bring in the chronicle of the records of the kings. 
does he is is he thinking that if I hear all these things, it's it surely it'll put me to sleep. It, this, or is he thinking that I want to recall all these great things that I've done? He there there aren't going to be bad things in the book like his defeat up in Greece years before. That it's going to have these 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 good uh, accounts of what he's done. I I don't know which way I would lean on. Is he wanting to be bored so he falls asleep, or is he just wanting to 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 recall these these good things, these these memorable deeds that have that have happened during his reign? But he so he calls. For, for the book. So that's really, Wiersbe says three things. The insomnia, the choice of his entertainment, and then the choice of the books that he could have picked any, any, any other thing. And then, then, then as, as we move on, he says they, they grab this chronicle. Now, how long has he been king? Remember back in, in, in chapter 3 when the decree went out that they're going to kill, destroy, and annihilate all the Jews. It's in the twelfth year of his reign. So, if they've chronicled all these deeds in twelve for twelve years, then it's then it's probably a good sized book that he wants to write down everything that's happened. So they they bring in the book. We we don't know how long he read. Is it the first thing he read? Has, has the reader been reading? And then he comes to this account of, of Mordecai. But, but the impression is that, that as he's reading, that, that very quickly, if not the first thing, the, 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 the reader comes to this account of somebody named Mordecai <coughs> who warned the king about a plot to kill him from Bigthana and Teresh, two, two of the king's eunuchs that said they, they guarded um, the threshold. They guarded the gate. So the reader is there reading to the king, and, 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 and as he reads, he recalls, retells this event where Mordecai, has saved the king. And then what happens? You, you, you get the idea the king's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. What happened? You know, that he reads, he's reading this account and he's going to get to the next one. On such and such day in the, in the what, what was chapter 2? Um, the third year? No, chapter one's the third year. Chapter two is the seventh year. So he's, he, he gets to this point, the, the seventh year of, 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 of uh, Ahasuerus' reign. These two men, these two eunuchs saved the king's life that he's going to continue reading the next event that happens. And as he starts that one, the king interrupts the reader. What, what happened to Mordecai? Why would... The king be interested in what happened to Mordecai. What honor, what distinction has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? 
Well, think about it. If you're the king and somebody has saved your life and you reward them in some manner, then word's going to get out. I need to look out for the king. Maybe, maybe someday I can save him and, and, and I will get this sort of reward. But they say nothing has been done to the king. Well, that's, that doesn't bode well for, for the king in the future. It's like, well, if, if, if I'm going to help save his life, but he's not going to reward me, then, you know, to heck with him. We'll just let, we'll just, next time I'll let him kill him. He didn't even say thank you. And, and so, the, and, it, and it was very common for Persian kings, Her, Herodotus, the Greek historian, record, records two events that, two other occasions where somebody did something special, not necessarily saved his life, did something special for Xerxes, and he rewarded them. And, and so it was, it was commonplace for that to happen, but the king now learns that no, nothing has been done for Mordecai. So what does he do? Notice how every time, it seems like every time, when, when, when the king needs to make a decision, what does he do? He asks somebody else to help him. And he has yet to find, to ask a good person or, or somebody who gives him the, 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 the best advice. Maybe, maybe with, with Haman, this time he's getting good advice. He, he doesn't. You don't expect it from Haman. But the king says, so, okay, nothing's been done. Who's in the court? I need, I need help figuring this out. You know, somebody, somebody needs to help me. Well, who just happens to be there? But Haman, you know, we don't know. You kind of wish that, that, that the writer had said this is 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, the, 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 the idea is that through the whole night, sleep fled from the king. He's, he's, he, he can't sleep. At some point, he's just like, I'm never going to get to sleep. Bring in the book of the Chronicles and let's read them. Maybe that'll put him to sleep. Or maybe he just wants to, to relive these, these great events. He learns that Mordecai saved his life. Who's in the court? Haman is, is, is already in the outer court. Why? He wants to talk to the king as early as he can about hanging Mordecai. So the king calls him in and says, What is to be done to the man whom the king wishes to honor. That was, yeah. And, and I mean, as one who has put his foot in his mouth many, many times, I mean, I can sort of relate. Sometimes you need to stop and think. But what does Haman do? Immediately, Haman says, well, who would he want to honor more than me? I was just at the banquet, this feast with just the king and Queen Esther. And now I'm coming in and, and, and who else could he, could he be wishing to, to honor but me? 
The, the King James, in, in this case, says that he thought in his heart. You know, which is probably very descriptive of just what kind of person Haman was, that he had this evil heart. You know, it's, it's his heart, just the evil within him that, that devised this plan to get rid of all the Jews. And, and he, he thinks it's, it's just his inner being that, that says, who else but me would the king wish to honor? So what does he say? Let royal robes be brought that the king's worn, a horse that the king's ridden, ridden on, and on whose head is a royal crown. It wasn't a necessarily a, a it wasn't a crown for Haman, but a, a a a some sort of not a crown headdress for the horse that 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 would be on the horse indicating that it's a, a, a royal steed, a, a, a royal, a king from, that the, I mean, a horse that the king has ridden on. Let the robes and the horse be handed over to who? One of the king's most noble officials. So get the, horse, get the clothes, get the horse, and then find a very noble official and have him dress the man and parade him around through the square saying, thus it shall be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. So Haman's, <coughs> why does Haman ask for that? That's what he wants. Okay, what does he... So, out of all the things that he could ask for, why ask for, for that? Like, why not ask for riches or territory? He, he wants the honor and the prestige. Remember, he's the number two guy in the kingdom. When he went back after the feast... With, with Esther, he said he went into his wife Zeresh and, and his friends and he, and he told them, he recounted all the splendor of his riches. He's already rich. The number of his sons, all of the promotions he's had and, and, and how the king has advanced him. But now he wants that last bit of prestige. And, and what's he doing? He's feeding his own ego that he, that he can't get enough. He wants to be king himself. It would seem, I want to wear the king's robes and ride on the king's horse and be just like the king. So, so he asked for all that. And then he wants somebody, another dignitary to, to lead the horse around and say, thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights. And the king loves this idea. I mean, the king really has never heard a bad idea. Remember, he liked the idea to send Vashti away. He, 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 he always likes what, what someone suggests. And so the king there in verse 10, what does he say? Hurry! It, it's this accelerator that this, um, they, some, some call it a, 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 a literary accelerator, something that makes the story, it, it, it puts this urgency about it. Hurry, and, and we're going to see it used a couple of more times by the, by the end of the, of the chapter. Hurry, take the robes, get the horse, and go and do everything you've said to Haman. No, to Mordecai. 
the Jew. Don't you wish they had been, somebody had been running film on this to see just what, um, just, just Haman's expression? Uh, his feathers would fall. <laughs> his feathers would fall. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if, if I thought about it, it'd be like, has anything like that ever happened to me? Not to that degree, you know, that, that, that I'm thinking that the president's going to honor me, but it turns out it's, you know, some, my, my mortal enemy. But if something, you know, when you're, when you're in school um, and somebody gets this accolade or maybe work, prom, prom queen. Not, I wasn't up for prom queen. Oh, um, yeah, you think, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this. I'm, I'm a shoe in, and then somebody else does. It's almost like, okay, if you could go back and think, okay, who's going to want this? And, and watch their reaction. I mean, I've been in situations at work where um, I knew other people were expecting this promotion or this thing, and, and, and they didn't get it, and just the, you know, the dejection of, of that. And, and it's like, well, you know, well, why didn't I get it? Well, maybe they're more deserving, you know? And, and so, so Haman then has to do what he said, that he would, what he suggested to the king. And so Haman goes, he takes the, the robe, he gets the horse, he dresses up Mordecai, and, and he, he leads him through the, the city. You know, you wish you could hear you could have seen what Haman's face looked like and then also hear how he is making this announcement. You know, I, somehow I don't think it's, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye, thus it shall be done to the man who wants to honor, to the man whom the king wishes to honor. I think it's more like an Eeyore type of, you know, thus it shall be done to the man, that it's this just just plain not no to draw too do what no enthusiasm. no I don't think he's very enthusiastic about doing it and then what happens look at the, look at the two people who are involved and their and, and their two reactions Mordecai goes back to the king's gate that's where he worked. That's what he did. He went back to, to his normal life. It didn't really impact him. Yeah, I had to ride around that horse, you know, and wear his stinky robe and, and, and do these things. And yeah, you know, it, Mordecai just goes back to his normal activity. But Haman hurries. He hurries home. And he's, and he's got his head covered um, that... that some translate it with, with a veil. You know, remember David, when, when word comes of, of Absalom's death, that, that David covers his, his head with a veil, uh, that, it, that it was a, a sign of mourning, much like we had seen Mordecai earlier with the sackcloth and the ashes, in this case, he's, he, he puts on a veil and he, and he goes home and he tells Zeresh and his, and his friends everything that happened. 
And then, then his, his, the wise men, his, his advisors, and, and Zeresh, Zeresh say, if Mordecai is of the Jewish people, you will not overcome him, but you will surely fall before him. That they, that they, they, they get this insight into, into what is happening. And they realize this is, this is a member of the Jewish nation, that that nation that the one true God has, has chosen to be a light, a blessing to all other nations. I, I think that, that, that God gave them this insight that if, they're from the, if he's from the Jewish people, you're not going to overcome him and you're going to fall before him. And in verse 16, it's, it's one of those phrases that it, it, it just brings a smile to your face because of the timing. While they were talking, while they're saying that, here come the king's eunuchs. And it says, they hurried to take Haman to the feast. You know, maybe Haman didn't have to be drugged to the feast. Maybe he's thinking, oh, when I get there, you know, at least I get to go to the feast. This day started off pretty bad, had to march Mordecai around, but at least now I'm getting to go to a feast with, with the king and with the queen. Things are, are looking a little better. Not so sure that I want to ask to have Mordecai hung, at least not, not yet, not, not as he had planned. And so he hurries uh, with, back to the king's court back to that feast, which is chapter 7, which is next week, that, that each week you get this, this, this little cliffhanger that, that leads us or, 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 or carries us through the, the, the narrative, through the, the account. But what can we glean from, from, from chapter 6, from, from Mordecai hatching this plan, I mean from Haman hatching this plan to kill all of the Jews, and then going to the feast with Esther and, 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 and King Xerxes and seeing Mordecai and saying, I can't wait 11 more months, I've got to get rid of this guy now, and having a gallows build and, and waiting to um, the, the next day going early, to, to get rid of, to, to, to get the king's permission to, uh, to, to, to kill Mordecai and hang him on the, on the gallows. One, one um, commentator wrote, the early bird is gotten by the worm in this case. You know, that, that, that Haman is, is, is foiled and he's, he's, he's gotten... Though he was early, the events are already um, not going in, in his favor. Look at the timing of this. Mordecai saved the king's life around the seventh year of Xerxes' reign. It's now the twelfth year. Five years have gone by. The king sort of admits that, well, I, I should have rewarded him. I should have done something for him. But, but Mordecai has, has 
Has he forgotten that he even saved the king's life? You know, was the next day or that day that he saved the king's life, did he think, okay, the king's going to honor me, the king's going to reward me in some way? But, but he's, he's forgotten for, for five years. I mean, does that ever happen to us that we do something and we think, well, you know, I should have gotten at least gotten a participation medal for that or a ribbon or something and nothing happens and, 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 we're, and, and we're forgotten. But how much better is it that he's rewarded five years later according to God's time frame than maybe what Mordecai would have wished for, for himself? Does God forget the things that we do for the kingdom. Never. The writer of Hebrews in, in Hebrews 6.10 said, God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which, which you have shown toward His name in having ministered and still ministering to the saints. That God remembers those things. Whether anybody notices. And do we really need anybody to notice? I don't know, sometimes I think if somebody notices, maybe that's your blessing. But if nobody notices, then the blessing's coming from the Lord and it's going to be so much better. So, yeah, I did this, but I don't need the accolades for it that, that God knows and, and remembers. <clears throat> what were Haman's... possible responses to, to all of this. How, how could Haman have reacted to, okay, the king wishes to honor Mordecai. I've had to be the noble at my own suggestion that led him around in the king's, in the king's clothes and the king's, on the king's horse. He goes back and he he tells Zeresh and his other and his friends what has happened. And it's, and it's almost like he's blaming Mordecai for this, for this. You know, that they say, well, if Mordecai is a Jew, you're not going to, to overcome him. And that he, you know, he, he, while he's there, they come and get him to take him back to this, this next feast, what could he have done? Just, okay, I'm going to pretend I didn't build this gallows and nobody's going to find out about it. I'm going to pretend I didn't plan to kill all of the Jews. He should not have listened to his friends because it was the friends that told him to build the galleries and hang Mordecai. Then this time they're telling him Mordecai's a Jew and you shouldn't even mess with him because you're not going to prevail over it. They just did an about face. Yeah. He, with friends like that, who needs enemies? I mean, they're not, they're, they're not giving him a, a good, good advice. And now it's like, oh, well, you should have told me that. And, and, and trying to backpedal. What could Haman have done? 
Could he have gone in and said and 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 decided I'm totally wrong. I blew it. And and go in and beg for mercy from the king. What would you call that? Repentance. Repentance. I mean now, he is a pagan. He does not believe in the one true God, but but he still could have, you know, thrown himself at the mercy of the king. Do we, even though we're believers, we know the one true God, do we sometimes look for other excuses before we actually repent and ask God for, for forgiveness? Like John in, in Revelation 2 told the church at Ephesus to repent. Sometimes repent is an old word. That's for bygone years. We don't repent now. We need to repent more now than we, than we, than we ever have. You know, <laughs> daily, if not more often. A lot of... Um, Bible studies and, and, and sermons have sort of a, a title on this or the, 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 the idea on this of reversal. And I, and I, and I started to, to begin this week by saying, how many of you, re, does this remind you of of high school English or college English or junior high English of this literary device called peripatia. Okay, well, me neither. I heard it from somebody. Peripatia is, a, is an idea. It's a, it's a Greek word that means reversal. And, and Aristotle wrote about it a hundred years after this these events, Aristotle writes about it in, in his work called Poetic, about how in a narrative, in a story, that, that all of a sudden you have this reversal of, of the events. That you go from the, the, in, in a tragedy, the, the, the anti-hero, the, the villain goes from being on top that all of a sudden everything is reversed. And, and he, he ends up losing everything and, and dying. Or that you have the hero, he's, he's down, he's beaten, and it, everything is reversed. And he becomes the winner. That, that, that we see that in this account of, 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 of Haman seeming to be on top. He goes home one day, he's, had, he's been at the banquet, he sees Mordecai, he builds the gallows, he, he knows the next day he's going back to have another banquet with Esther and the king, but that night the king couldn't sleep. And all of a sudden this, this, all this reversal of, of his fortune happens. And so even in a book in the Bible that does not mention God, one bit, we see his hand in, in all of these events. We see this reversal that is a picture of redemption. What is the greatest reversal in all of history? 
the crucifixion, the resurrection, and what it does for our salvation. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That God made this great reversal possible. And, and, and these events in, in Esther are just a picture, a type of the cross, the greater reversal that, that's coming later. That, that's coming 500 years after this, that, that God planned that. If there was no way, why would anybody love a sinner but God does? And, and we have that, that promise of that great reversal to any who would, who would believe it and, and receive him. Other observations, those are... Those are mine. What else um, do, do you see in, in this? Something? Pride comes before the a fall. I mean, he is really good at sticking his foot in his mouth and just, you know, who else would the king wish to, wish to honor? And, and in kind of in, 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 that, in that vein, Matthew Henry said that, that great men take little notice of what someone does for them, but God recognizes even the smallest deed. That maybe we do something and we don't think it has any impact. We serve Kool-Aid at Bible school and, and some child that was impacted by Bible school and gave their heart to, to Christ then goes on to be a, a, a mighty servant in the kingdom of God. We'll see what happens next. Haman is... is they, did they... I think an old expression, getting his comeuppance, you know, that, that Haman is, is about to, to, to fall and Mordecai is going to be elevated even more. Let's, let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Father, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that we even see a picture of redemption in this passage that though... The book of Esther doesn't mention you, but that your hand is all over it and we see your providence guiding the events to save your people. And God, we know you've done the same thing in, in our lives and for any who would receive the free gift of grace, salvation through the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us that now he is risen from the dead and ascended, ascended and sits at your right hand. I would just thank you for that great reversal and for loving us that much. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.